What is going on, everybody? What is crack a lacking? Well, we got a great podcast again. I have a special guest, uh, Aaron Castledine from Australia. We get real nitty gritty, man. He has a really good insight about how he handles customers. Um, we talk about kind of like why are we in such a rut in in the pricing structure, at least for the veteran techs. Why is it so hard, you know, to to believe in uh, that PDR sometimes is more expensive than than a body shop? So we'll get into that. You're gonna like the way he breaks down and how he prepares his customer to understand that uh, there are different price structures and man, he nails it. You, you wait until you see this video he put out and we're gonna play it for you. Right. Meanwhile, I, before we get into that, because yeah, that's gonna be quite a bit of a, of a podcast itself, I wanna talk about uh, some of the guys that uh, who've sent me some gear. You can see I'm wearing right now some swag. And uh, I'll, I'll just get into that in a, in a little bit. But if you're looking for a PDR website, by the way, I have a site called thebestpdrwebsites.com. I personally create these sites and I make them the way you would want it be done. Matter of fact, I am creating a whole new new sets of sites that you can pick from or if you want a custom site built directly from me let me know i i guarantee you'll love it and if you've checked out some of my own sites you know i'm going to make your site like just as awesome as mine little crms built into it all that good stuff you need to just need to message me and uh, i'll get you hooked up with that okay meanwhile if you're uh a possible Considering being on Den Trainer, check it out. Uh, 10 off, you get 10% off right now through September 13th. So take advantage of it. 10% off on any course, uh, subscription, anything you'd like. 10% off, use the number 10 off uh, at checkout. Okay. So let's check this out. I am I, I'm wearing kind of, I should stand up a little bit. I'm wearing Ray Morales's from Puerto Rico. I've been practicing that. I don't think I even said that right. Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico. So, and I am Spanish, but I don't speak a lick of it. So, uh, check this out. Ooh, these guys are, these guys are getting Ray. Ray, you killed it, man. Look at his hat, dude. He's on point, man. This is actually kind of, it's metal too, man. Let me, let me get a little, get a little, little something, something on there. This thing is, it, the, man, you guys are doing a really good job. Here's his card. You can uh, Ray Morales Dents, Dent Repair, okay, RM Dents Repair. You can check him out right there, um, RM Dents Repair on Facebook, and then Instagram, RM underscore Dents underscore Repair. So check him out. Really good job. Ray, I really like the shirt, man. It's on point. He's got, he's got all the, uh, all the manufacturers. He's got me on the back on the small one on there, and uh, the shirt is on point, dude. Really professional, really nice. Hat is good. 
I appreciate you sending me your swag. And I, like I said, you guys send me some swag. I am going to uh, give you some some props and uh, and, and talk about uh, and post your your handles on Instagram and and uh, and and I'll put a link here too on the um, on on the podcast. So I appreciate that. But I'm not done. I'm not done. So Roy, I mean uh, Ray, good job, man. Fabulous job, dude. Now. Roy Hernandez, so we got the Latinos representing PDR, one in Puerto Rico, and then one in in, in the uh, North California or Mid-California. Uh, check this out. He sent me a sticker. He sent me a sweatshirt. He sent me some bands. So check this out, dude. So this is his little motto thing here. Straighten out a dent. PristineDentRepair.com. He has a really cool nice site too as well straighten out a dent and that's that is pristine dent repair.com you can check him out on facebook instagram that's not only only it man you know what he he checked this out i'm wearing a band too as well i think it's pretty cool i think this is something i want to i want to probably get and probably pass out but you can see that i'm wearing it says murder dance pristine and i'll, I'll kind of give you a little bit more there all right, so let's see if you get see. So he's got his little his band that you can wear around your wrist. Pretty dope, man. I I, I like it. I love the outside thinking of the uh, out of the box marketing. I think it's awesome. I, I think I'm gonna get some myself, dude. And um, I I think you did a real good job. Also, he sent me a pretty badass sweatshirt, and I love sweatshirts, man. Okay. This this is not a, a thin cheap sweatshirt either. So here it is. It's pretty it, it's oops, it's pretty it's pretty dope, dude. Straighten out a dent, pristine dent repair.com. Now, here's what I like about it. It's super big, it's cool, it captures it kind of catches the, the younger guys or the old, even the older dudes because everyone knows what that is. And he's got on the hoodie, he's got on the side, he's got a little, his little emblem here with his little dent guy right there. That's <laughs> pretty cool. Um, he's got murder dents on the side, on the side sleeve right there. Get that open there. And then on the other side, he's got his website. Pretty badass. This is this is this is exactly how you should market. Okay, nothing on the side. Pretty plain, uh, plain, nice, but it catches you from the back. So that's that's awesome. I really like it. I like the. I think the favorite part of my uh, of this sweatshirt is this on the side. I like it a lot. I think it's awesome. I I, I would mind putting that in the front too as well. Maybe something there on the corner on the top corner. But uh, Roy, badass. Thank you very much, man. Uh, he sent me his uh, his tech to me to train and uh, look out for him. His name is Jaime. Really super nice guy. Really going to get it. A hustler. And uh, he's going to do really well. I'm never wrong about students. Never have been. So thank God. But uh, yeah, Roy, you got a real good guy there. Thanks for the swag. So we're going to get back into the video pretty soon right now. But before we do that, I hope you guys can join me at MTE. I'm going to be speaking on a Thursday afternoon on Education Day. 
And besides that, even if you don't make it and see me, you have a bunch of people you can network with, tools you can hold, buy, purchase, and really just build a relationship with other dent guys, especially if you're in the hail market or you're thinking about getting into the hail. That is something to think about. Or maybe you think about PDR training. You want to talk to me directly. Man, track me down. I am not, I do not bite. You can, you can hit me up, stop me, ask me some questions. I will be around floating there. But I hope to see you guys at MTE this uh, coming month, which is at the last weekend. I think it's the 26th, 27th, and 28th of August. I know some of you guys might be a little bit too late to come out, but you know what? Vegas is always cheap to get there. So uh, see if you can get a flight. Come on out, and it's totally well worth it. Guarantee you will not be disappointed. All right, meanwhile, so let's get cracking into the podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Mike Toledo, along with Joe Garcia, and our special guest, as you can see, I'm just going to pop him in right now, is Aaron Castledine from Australia, in Perth to be exact. Dentless.com.au, that's his website. Uh, man, Aaron, thank you very much for getting up in the morning and uh, in our evening and uh, joining us on kind of this ongoing thing about insurance and how you deal with it you recently got a, a shop let's you know talk about that you recently got a shop and and uh, now you're moving towards bigger repairs uh, you're staying quite busy with this you've been following paul corden you've been following our podcast that we've been talking about me and joe and uh how's it working out for you i we want to know what you were thinking about and we'll get into a little bit of a video that you have on your site too as well. We'll play that. It's very awesome. So, but welcome. Welcome, Aaron. Thank welcome, you. Welcome, Aaron. Thank, thanks for come, letting me come on. It was, uh, it was very interesting last week listening to that one that you guys did with Paul. Um, I pretty much do very, very similar things to what Paul does. I guess he's he gets a lot more in-depth with regards to the insurance paperwork side of things and I think I definitely need to tidy that sort of side of it up and and polish my side of things up on that um but it was just really interesting to talk well to listen to you guys um and, and to him about how he goes about it and the pricing side of things as well which is obviously a touchy subject on everyone which is pretty crazy because that's what we're all here for in the end anyway aren't we like I think we all enjoy our work it's the best job in the world but if you're not doing it for, for money, what's the point, really? Yeah. Here's right. here's my deal. Here's my deal. And Joe and Joe's Joe's, you know, we've had some deep thoughts about this. Aaron, let's 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 talk about about the mobile guys for a second here. Okay. Um people used to say, well, this is more for shop owners, you know, this wouldn't be really pertain to to mobile guys. And I, I disagree. I really disagree because yes. I think the shop owners have an advantage and you don't have to basically play the cat and mouse game and, and, tr and track and go to the customer's house two or three times or go meet the adjuster, but you still need to know this, the, the, how I think the quicker, you know, the process of doing this and Aaron, you're going to explain your process and the, the better we know the process, the more incentive it would make sense to get a shop. Because now you're more confident on how to deal with that. Uh, what, what do you guys think? Yeah, well, I mean, I did mobile for, for a long time there. Um, and trying to get insurance repairs at someone's house is very hard. 
I do believe that. Um, and the only reason I say that as well is now that I have a shop, I can see that my insurance claims have gone up significantly um, in numbers. Um, whether that be because it's customer confidence, the way I'm selling it, I'm getting better at trying to sell that to the customer as well. Um, and I guess only time will tell that, but in the early stages of my shop, I think it has helped. But absolutely 100% a mobile technician does need to know the process, the value that they can give the customer. Um, and it's not, by no means is it a way that you can't do insurance repairs for a mobile tech. I did them before, just probably not quite in the numbers that we're doing in the shop now. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Being mobile myself and talking to other mobile guys uh, as we all have, and uh, it, it can be done. I, I've done it before, and as have you, Aaron, and, and Mike probably did it too, but I think you guys, you know, you kind of cracked the code with having a shop because if nothing else, like you said, Aaron, it gives the, the customer confidence, and it probably gives you confidence too, I'm guessing, and it, it's probably going to you know, give the, even the insurance company a little bit of confidence when, or maybe not confidence, but it takes off, uh, it takes off some of the bargaining tips that they have. Yeah. You know, they, they, you're giving them, uh, no way out. You're letting them know this is a professional operation. We're going to get this handled for the client. And it's hard to argue with that. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I think we've all seen the repairs that guys like Bryce do and in, in everyone's garage but to me i find that really difficult to do especially if you get to those winter months we don't get snow here but i know you, some of every other listener probably gets snow as well but trying to do those smash repairs in winter or in the heat of summer in someone's garage it is really difficult to do it takes a, a big mental um, strive to really get those those nasty repairs done um, in someone's garage compared to a nice air-conditioned shop, heated shop. You've got everything at your disposal right there. Um, that was probably one of the main factors for us. I really wanted to work on, on I guess, pushing the quality side of things to our customers. Um, and and that's, that's, that was the decision that we made to go down the shop as well. Now nice. you made you you made a pretty cool video. I want to get into the video. I want to show because you, you are you've been working on your business a lot, Aaron. I mean, a lot. You know the yeah. the uh, the retail aspect of it more more significantly than anything else. Well, before we get into this stuff too, so give us a little story of why you end up choosing now to go towards retail because you really started focusing on retail. Can you give us a little background on that? Yeah, so um, I kind of always wanted to do more retail work. I, I don't really like the pricing structure of the wholesale work. Um, I think everyone would understand there's a major difference between retail and wholesale pricing. Um, and I, I personally, I enjoy the people person, the people contact with customers as well with the retail side of things. Um, like I enjoy seeing customers and, and having their lovely cars come in and you can fix them up for them and they leave here happy. And, um, you know, I had a, I actually had a young girl in the shop yesterday in tears because she bought a brand new car that she'd worked for three years, working three jobs for. Um, and 
she came in upset and and we fixed it up for her in like 45 minutes she was out the door and she was happy as you don't quite get that with the used car manager or a new car manager unfortunately so that was a huge reason for it um obviously COVID had a big difference a big impact with that as well a lot of our car yards changed and restructured the way that they were um working their business tried to do some more in-house stuff um and also i from my experience a few techs in our area dropped their pants on their pricing as well in the wholesale stuff and i was just like i'm out like i i, I had a uh, meeting with a dealer principal two days ago and a local tech to my in he told me that a local tech in has come into the dealership and has offered up to 20 door dings for 70 dollars now I'm not fixing a dent for $3.50. I have too much pride to sit there and fix a dent in someone, anyone's car for $3.50. Like, that's just a joke. The, the, so, you have too much value time. in you. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I've, yeah. I value myself way too too much to sit there and fix a dent for $3.50. No. No. And, and we can go on about this all day long and complain, Aaron. But you know what? You've got firepower you created a video to help yep. sustain you know i tell tell people when i'm training guys and new guys to help them understand to understand the value of their service you don't go into the battlefield without weapons or ammunition yep. right and you certainly you know have to understand what the customer is thinking they think a doording is a doording is going to be the same cost no matter where it's at on the panel you know, or and they generally think about size, the bigger, the more expensive, and the smaller should be more cheaper. Well, you kind of broke it down in a real quick video. I want to play it. Joe, you haven't seen it before. Let's play it. Hi, my name is Aaron Kalsadon, and I'm the owner of Dentless, Painless Dent Repair in Perth, Western Australia. In this short video, we're gonna give you a very brief explanation of how we repair a general door ding with paint and stand repair. Here we have a door that has been totally stripped down just to the bare metal. And here we have three general door dings and they are priced very uniquely and differently depending on what is behind the dent. On most occasions, we would wind your window down, slide a tool between the window and the dented door skin and slowly and strategically push the metal back to its original shape. As you can see, dent number one is in a very open section of the door, which allows us far more tooling options to be able to push the metal back to its original shape. Dent number two is located behind your structural bracing. This gives us very limited access and therefore is priced slightly higher than dent number one. Dent number three is located behind sound deadener. This is a very unique material, which makes it very hard for us to be able to access the dent and push through the sound deadener. Again, priced differently to dent number one. We would love to have you down at our Wangara workshop where we can place a tool on the back of your dent, see the exact size, depth, location, and accessibility for the repair. I hope this short video gives you some insight into our quoting procedures and we look forward to seeing you at our Wangara location soon. Aaron, that's brilliant, man. That is just awesome, dude. I I want to have you yeah. fix my car. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll ship it to Australia. No, that, that's cool. Seriously, man. I, I, I think it's so educational in a very 
brief amount of time. I mean, it just really gets the point across. Who could argue with that? Right. And, and do, you, do you know what, Joe? No one does. Yeah. Because I think probably every every single well not every single customer but most customers that we come across and i think you guys would be exactly the same have never heard of pdr they they've got a dent in their car they all know about a body shop they're probably thinking i have to put a massive insurance claim in to get this tiny little ding out um i'm looking for an alternative and they come across our websites and they have no idea how we perform this trade um so by giving them that very quick insight of how we fix something or why we justify our pricing and how we how we would go about pricing in the repair it really does set the customer up for the price that we're going to charge them because they understand before they even come into our shop that what we're going to do yeah honestly aaron that was that was probably one of the best uh explanations uh of of how you know the differences between that besides that like what paul has paul has another great you know yeah. uh, open door showing that access but in a video straight to the point not going to take up the customers uh, a long time and professional like joe says it's all summed up uh, very quickly and i'm going to steal that dude from you so yeah. <laughs> i'm going to i'm going to do my best impression but <laughs> Yeah, and if I can get halfway there, man, that's uh, that's good enough. I I think that uh, I wanted to ask you, Aaron, what made you think of speaking on those terms in, in that video so concisely? And go ahead, because the customer's not a dent guy. The customer, the customer has probably never, ever, ever seen what the back of a door looks like. I, I see it all the time if we're doing a hood lining in our. Um, sorry, a roof lining in the shop here and customers come in and they, they're getting their head under and they're looking and they're going, wow, I've never even thought that that's what, is that all that's behind the, up under my roof? So how are they supposed to know that? And at the same time, when you, let's be honest, who wants to push a dent that's out in the open, or sorry, behind Sound Edna for the same price as one that's right. out in the open? Because it's a, bugger of a thing to fix compared to that so there's got to be some justification to either why i don't want to do it for that price or why i can charge that little bit more because mm. of these factors and look i will never ever quote a job without putting it through mobile tech rx i'm i'm a big believer in communication with the customer talking to the customer i don't do a lot of estimated well I don't do any estimating via text I will give the customer a range and I'll say to them look your door ding it could be from our base price of $150 up to $300 for the exact same dent depending on those three factors or, or those three scenarios that you've seen in that video so I will text that to a customer a lot of customers look at that a lot of customers see that on our website so when they call up and I say this is why we want you to come into our shop they completely understand it's yet no worries but when when can we book a time to come down and have a look so they walk us through that process here uh, aaron so we someone sends you a photo because generally generally that and i'm sure it it's probably going the same route for you you probably get 70 80 communication through text 
and 20% phone calls or is that, or is that you get 50, 50, you get a lot of phone calls. So, I mean, you tell me, I get a, I get a lot of phone calls. I get oh. a lot of people through our website. I probably get least amount of just people texting and the people that text me as a, as a general rule, I reckon most of them are time wasters. Um, they're fishing around, they're, they're sending, and you can tell because they send that text going, hey, mate, how much to fix this dent? And they've sent that to five companies. Yeah. And so when you send something like that back compared to, yeah, mate, 150 cash, like what, what is that telling the customer? It's telling them nothing. It's giving them no education. It's just going, oh, $150. Now, what happens as a technician if you turn up to that house and find that it's right up in the corner of the door behind Sound Edna? It's a horrible spot to get to. Right. I see it all the time that there's one of a couple of things that happens. Generally, it's the technician does a horrible repair. And I just don't, we won't do that. We, we refuse to do that. We focus on quality and educating the customer and getting the money that we deserve to do the repair and making sure that the customer is happy. I, I firmly believe that there has to be two people in a transaction that has to be happy, and it's me and the customer. It nice, we nice website. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I I get why you, you get phone calls and emails, dude, because you're not promoting text messaging. I, I promote text messaging, but I see why. I see why you're where you're going with that. Okay. So you 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 entice people to call you and you have a very good professional website being put up and your here's your videos. We didn't watch both videos, but um, I'm sure I'm gonna let the viewers check that out and 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 whatnot. But um very good information here too as well. I haven't seen your website in a while, Aaron, but yeah, you you've definitely been working on it and or Beck, your 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 wife and business partner. So very good job, dude. Very good job. And I see why. Okay. Yeah, she's done a lot of work on our back end of our website in the last 18 months and, and you know, things are starting to pay off, which is good. And she's really great. got stuck in And you got a, you got a, ooh, you got some blogs going too. Okay. All right. All right. And okay. you got that Tesla that you did uh, over a month ago, <laughs> man. Yeah. I saw that. I still yeah. have nightmares over that thing. <laughs> I can see why. That's legendary. So let me let me let me ask you. Let me let me pull this down here. Um, Aaron. So once you get them in here, let's just say this is let's look because this is this is Joe and I's challenge. Say challenge, right? And and I'm sure it's been a challenge for you too, Aaron. And you know what I'm going to go at, but let, you get the customer to come in. All right. And let's let's role play and let's talk about. I'm not leaving you mobile guys out, okay? I I feel for you. I still have a mobile business as well, so I'm not leaving you guys out. But this, this is gonna this is gonna pertain to everybody, okay? And this same process can be done as a mobile tech. Yeah, there is absolutely zero excuse why you can't do this as a mobile tech. Right. Other than you might have to make two trips. Yeah. So the customer comes in. They think this is going to be an out-of-pocket, under $500 deductible or what you guys call is what, access or what do you, I'm sorry, excess? Excess, yep. Okay, excess. Um, so what happens next? I mean, you you did the, you you inspect it. it it's, it's a lot more than what they thought it was going to be. How do you, how do you funnel them through think, so, their thinking? So a lot of the time, 
I have listened to the customer before they've even come into the shop, especially if it's large damage and you've got some photos of the, the damage and instantly you, we all know the dollar range that we're talking, whether it's $300 or two grand, you can tell that from a photo straight away. You don't have to relay that to the customer hundred percent straight away over the phone, but you need to listen. God gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason. You listen to what the customer has to say. If the customer is literally going, I don't want to pay more than $500 for this, flush them out, get rid of them. They're not your customer. You do not need everyone that has a dent on their car does not have to be your customer. So I will listen to what they have to say. If I'm on the fence with them, I'll ask them, I say, so what's your claim number? What's the claim number that you've put through already? Oh, well, I haven't put a claim. Oh, okay. Well, what was the reason behind that? Well, so I thought it might be, you know, less than my $500. Well, look, I can't guarantee that it is, but if you put your claim number in or put your claim through to your insurance company, you can bring your claim number in. It will definitely speed up the process for you already because you're one step ahead of it. Um, but look, you're more than welcome to come down to our shop and we can price it up for you and we can give you that exact cost because I can give you a range over the phone now that's going to be so broad that no one would want to agree to it. It might be between $700 and two grand. Now, no one's going to agree to that, but that's the idea of me getting, getting them to see if they're serious to come into the shop because like we get lots of traffic come through that want to walk in and, and waste your time. And that's okay. I, I understand that. That's all part of having a shop is that you get people coming that you can't fix their cars. But we want to try and, um, I guess, filter that down to the right customers so that when they come in the shop, they know the process, they've seen that video, they understand what I'm going to do to their car to even quote for the repair. Um, and I walk them through that process the whole time. The one thing I guess I differentiate myself of my process to what Paul does is Paul said he takes the car around the back and does it all and then brings the customer in. I kind of didn't like that only because it's almost like we're hiding something. I have nothing to hide. So my shop's not big enough for that either. So I'll bring them in and I say, come in here, check your, I put all their details into Mobile Tech RX. Again, every single quote goes through MTRX. They lodge all their details. They can put their claim number in there if they've already lodged a claim straight away. Um, and we break it all down with it. As you saw in that photo, and I've got a ruler, we, we measure everything because again, I don't understand how you, people don't, people don't understand, or sorry, people do completely understand that a two inch dent is gonna be priced differently to a six inch dent. Yes. Every person understands that a bigger dent's gonna be more expensive than a smaller dent. So why not measure it? Yeah. And it gives you that justification um, so I guess that those little things like the education from the video and then me giving the explanation of how we're going to measure the dent up and how we're going to fix it, that equals that justification for the end pricing. And the pricing is obviously the last thing that we do. We measure it up, we check the damage, we find out what's behind there. Are we going to have to take tail lights out? Are we going to have to take hood liners off? Do we have to take the bonnet off? Do we have to take the door off? We price all of that up and same as Paul said yesterday, you will be so surprised that when you get those larger repairs, 
and those larger dollar repairs, they don't negotiate with you. It's you've you've set those things, those little um, educational things, the step by step process for them. Followed it exactly what you said you were going to do, and the price is what the price is. They 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 just agree with you. Yeah, I I think I think Aaron, I agree with you. I think I think what you're doing is is taking them down that journey and letting them know that you know you you're this type of business professional you're you're seeking that type of customer i think everybody has their own way of doing it i have when i put my you know my type of repairs on my instagram i put pricing because i give a general idea of what it's going to cost and i don't want anybody to think that a dent i charge 50 dollars for a, a you know softball dent or or anything like that i really think your website is is and that video is really educating those customers and an educated customer is a, is a better customer. Uh, and, and I think that's, that's what, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. 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 So going back to what you just said too, Aaron, like when I'm getting here, like the moral of the story here, once again, is that moment when you're talking the actual estimate to the, to the prospect at this point, and they're they're you're on the home stretch now, right? They're about to, pull the trigger and say yes, or, or call, you know, you guys are going to call the insurance company and file the claim if, if, if that, or they're going to pay out of pocket. But that journey started way back, yeah. way back to when you, when they saw you online, they saw possibly your video, or maybe they just saw your, your Google ad or, or however you advertise. And then that was followed up by possibly a text message and in which you responded not by just saying oh that's that dent's going to be around x you said okay well, you need to bring the car in in the meantime watch this video so you you threw that video back at them again so that they can further educate in case they didn't the first time you know before they they uh, corresponded with you and then you're by the time they're coming in they're already pretty sure they're going to use you. They already brought the car in. You weeded them. You weeded. You know they you you filled you funneled them through, and all because you're educating them. You're demonstrating the value that needs to be shown, and now here we are at the point of possibly filing a claim or them paying out of pocket. Yeah, and I I think you I think a lot of people are afraid to do that, Joe and, and Aaron, because. They feel like they're gonna lose the, a, a certain. Like they feel like, oh man, I'm, I might lose the lowball customer. I might lose that customer that I could like, you know, could be doing for cheap. Yeah. You can't do wow. that, man. Like it's it doesn't work. I it's you know that it, I I think that's the biggest fear. And Joe, it's all about head trash, you man. So I mean, I was afraid I was gonna put, I was gonna get ridiculed, or I thought I was gonna lose my customer base or some of it because I was putting pricing on my stuff. And I know some people are like, I don't know, Mike, that's kind of brave of you to put like how much that costs, you know, why, why not? You know, but Aaron, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with that, dude. I, you really motivated uh, us. And I think people who just watched that video of you and it really prepares them to what to expect when coming to your, your shop. Dude. Yeah. Look, I, I really believe that a lot of customers have never had PDR if you have a service that you're looking for, 
doesn't matter what it is, you don't know what the pricing is. You know you need that service, but you have no idea how much it's going to cost. Now, if someone just throws a figure at you via a text message with no explanation whatsoever, if it's even remotely more expensive than you thought, you're going to go, ah, oh, I'm getting ripped off here. But if they can explain it and point, point by point by point exactly why they've justified that price, it's a no-brainer. Like, there's not one customer that sits there and looks at me when I'm marked up their car and I say, okay, sir, you have a, a six-inch. We're reading it. Both sit there with Mobile Tech RX on our iPad and I'm showing them the customer. I'm not hiding anything from them. I'm going, sir, you have a six-inch medium-depth dent that runs straight through the body line. And as you saw with my light, when I, when I pop the tool down the door, it's right behind one of your braces because I can't access it this way. So therefore we call that obstructed damage and that's a little bit harder for us to repair. It's more of a challenge, therefore it's more expensive. And all they do is go like this. Okay. Nice. Because there's no, there's no way that they can disagree with you. Yes, it's on a body line. You've got a ruler next to it saying it's six inches and they've seen that it's tucked up under a brace. There's no there's no other answer for them to say, nah, they can say no, that they don't want to pay that. That's completely fine. And that's where I come back to. Not every customer is your customer, but we don't get a lot of that because we've filtered that out prior to them even walking in the shop. If a customer rings me and wants them to use my suction vacuum sucker or, you know, plunger or something like that, very rarely are they coming into the shop and wasting our time because they're not our customer. You have to understand what your avatar is and filter that out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, let me ask you this, Aaron. Uh, what is your, how many claims do you think you're doing like a week? Uh, no, this this week. Um, if, if you want to give that, I mean, get an idea. I mean, yeah, no, 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 I'm just trying to think. I'm thinking, I know we wrote up, I, I had a look last night, we wrote up seven estimates over $1,300 during Monday to Friday this week. Over how now, much? Some of, those, some of those people may pay out of pocket. Some of them may not even go with us. Some of them may um, go through insurance. Generally, it's about, I would say, we'd probably get five of those a week. Um, at the moment, today, this week was really good to have five. I think last week we had two. Um, it does take time with the insurance company. We can't quite do what Paul does where he just leaves the car there and deals with the insurance company directly. Um, I think we, we have a little bit of a different process. The customer generally takes the car away. We have to send emails like he has to with photos and things like that. Um, and you do have to justify it to the insurance company and you do have to do a bloody brilliant repair. You can't be a technician that is going to do a 80% repair for these customers. You might, you might find out very quickly that that's not what you want to do as a business model. But okay. I, I look at these insurance repairs and these larger repairs strictly um, as a business decision. Um, it's how much does our shop need to turn over? How much do we need to turn over each day, hour, week, whatever it be? And is that the customer that I can do that with? Because let's be frank, some of these big gnarly repairs 
we might all sit there and say it takes us five hours and really it takes us eight plus two hours on the phone to an insurance company with emails and stuff like that. You need to get paid well for that. If you're not going to, it's not worth doing that. Right, right. right. And Aaron, we could have, you know, with that repair you did during your advanced training when you were at the shop, that that should have been an insurance claim, you know, oh, all, absolutely. All, all day long. You know what I mean? And I don't know how much we did that for. I forgot what it was, but it wasn't. It was at least worth twice as much as what we fixed it for. But um, yeah, I think you're right. I Joe, Joe and I are. I, nothing against you, Aaron, but you came at the right time, man. You have a good business, uh, shall I say, um, head on your shoulders, okay? And you're thinking the right way. Joe and I have had this. We, we've been slaves to ourselves for uh, and techs who've been just like us. Now, Joe's really a way ahead of since, since, since then. Joe's not like that anymore, but we were conditioned – and there's still a lot, majority of the veteran technicians are still conditioned to think that they have to be lower than deductible. And I think Paul, Joe, last time he was here, he nailed it. And he said, some, that's some people's, that's the way they, that, that's a good business model for, for business some people. Model, right? Yeah. Right. The um, cash on demand business model, yeah. right? It's cash easy money and, and it makes sense too. Uh, if, if that's the kind of business you want to run, I have a feeling Aaron, you, it sounds like, and there, I'm seeing a, um, uh, like a common vibe here. I get the feeling you love doing paintless dent removal. Is that true? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you have to, don't you? Like you, yeah. you have, this is a, an absolute, very, very, very difficult job to do. Like it is, it is mentally extremely challenging every single day you do something different and and i love that like you never really ever get the same reward on on a car so right yes i had a, a car in here it's still in here customers picking up today um and you know i i was thinking about it i'm like everyone else it came in two weeks ago before he could actually book it in and i've been thinking about it for two weeks and i was like okay, can i do this can i do that i love that I really, really do 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 it. I do enjoy it, and I think, you know, yes, I enjoy the monetary side of things, but if you don't have a passion for this, you'll never get the monetary side of things. Because if you don't enjoy it, you'll never get to the point where you're going to be doing a fifteen hundred dollar repair or a six thousand dollar repair. Because you're gonna you're gonna have not got to that stage of your career, and I guess in dent repair quality. But I mean, I, I have a very unique um perspective on the pdr industry because um i've i'm only a five-year tech almost six-year tech um so i haven't had those years of i'm one-third of a body shop um i i've sort of come into it into this industry understanding it from a customer's perspective i was a i always have loved cars um and to sit there and, and sort of look at what a body shop does and everyone knows what a body shop's done everyone knows it's hard to color match a car um no one wants to have bondo through their car we call it um we actually call it bog here but it's a filler um but no one wants that so how how in uh, a technician's mind i don't understand how in a technician's mind they look at our repairs and go that should be cheap, cheaper than a body shop because in every single way oh, every single way this is better so why is it cheaper I, I, look, 
I'm going to call out you, Mike, because you exactly. guys are you're a 30 year tech. You're the one who's put the prices down below um, the body shop. <laughs> I'm and guilty. We have to get that back up. Look, we do because you know if you sit there with a guy with a Ferrari and tell him that you know what you're going to have to send this back to Italy to get it painted by Ferrari, or and that's going to be eighty thousand dollars, or I can fix this for you for five grand. And who cares if it takes you five minutes? In his eyes, that's a better repair. In your eyes, it's a better repair. If you do not believe that you have the value in your service to charge those numbers, you will never, ever get those numbers. A customer yeah. sniffs that out a mil in in blink of an eye yeah. and goes, I'm getting ripped off here. But if right. you believe it because you have the passion for what we do and you can relay that to the customer and justify it, you will be so surprised about what you can, one, what you can actually repair because you take the time now because you go, you know what, I'm getting two and a half grand for this. I'm going to take the time to do this, do it right, get it right. And it's very rewarding, right. both for your personal sense and monetary wise. Well, he, let me break down how the cheap one third the body shop started so we can all get on the same page. Okay. That was well said, Aaron, by the way. Yes. <laughs> totally get it. And Aaron, you didn't come. You were, we were way out. Matter of fact, you went a hell of a tech for five years. Yeah. I mean, if anybody wants to see his work, I mean, unbelievable five-year tech, dude. Okay. I changed but, a lot after training with you, though. <laughs> like for the better. For the better. I, I, hey, like I said to everyone else, man, I'm, I just, I'm just the guy who leads you to the water. You had to drink it, dude. So. But thank you, Aaron, again you for choosing to me to help you. But you also have to want to go yeah. and drink water. That's right. That's right. If you don't want to do that and you just want to be Mr. Mediocre for the next 20 years, you will always be Mr. Mediocre. That's right. That's right. And there will always be a market for Mr. Mediocre, too. Yeah, and, half, yeah, 80 percenter. That's well, right. Let me, go ahead. I'm sorry. To well, I was going to say, let me finish. Let me let me tell you the history of why techs charged. Let me it's help you understand, Aaron, why it's so hard to get past for a lot of techs to get past that cheaper than a body shop thinking. OK, mentality, because when I started with my stepdad in 1991. We were campaigning, Joe, and you probably feel the same way we were campaigning we were one third cheaper than a body shop. Why? Because we were only capable at that time doing door dings. Okay. Yeah. And that was our repertoire. We were attacking the normal day-to-day -day body door ding stuff. Well, as time got went on, of course, our skills, our toolage, our techniques got better and better and better. The problem with that is that the technician's skills got good, better. The dents got bigger, and so did the repairs at the end got better. But what happened is that the skill level of the technician went here, and the value of the service stayed down. Like the value of, and they nobody, nobody thought to bring the value up, and we were conditioning ourselves to still say we're cheaper than a body shop. Now we were trying to attack, well, we're going to try to stay under the deductible because we felt that once the customer was going to think about making a claim, which most of them did if they did if they did this way, they we would lose the customer entirely 
because the customer was uneducated because they didn't think that we were capable of doing that. Once they spoke to the insurance company, there was no hearing back from them again. We're still in that rut right now. And now that we recognize bringing guests on like you, Aaron, Paul Corden, and the way we're trying to trying to change the way our mentality is and understand that this is why it's it was so hard. But I think as we can nip it in the bud and really go stop that crap and going back to what you said, Aaron, Paul said it, I say it, Joe says it. Why, if our repair is way better than a body shop in the end and we're saving the factory finish, we're non-evasive as Joe references and we do it faster and better, why are we punishing ourselves? Because we can do it better, faster, and, and yeah. in some cases cheaper. But why are we con continuously doing that? That's the thing. And and that's one of the hardest things for techs to con consistently grasp and do. But the, the customer doesn't think of it that way. And that's the way you as a technician need to think because I see, I see all the time where we do repairs for three times the cost of other people in our in our market, and the customer comes to me and go, "Well, really, I actually feel that was ridiculously cheap. That's kind of not, you know, cheap is always not always the best way to go. So, you know, I've come in and I understand your process. I mean, how you go about the repair, and you've explained everything to me, and I'm more comfortable with leaving my car with you than someone who." possibly is doing it in a car park or at their workplace or in their garage for a third of what we charge. Um, and, you know, customers are also conditioned to pay a lot more money for something that they believe is better. That's just life. That's why a BMW is far more expensive than a Ford because it is, yes, it is better quality and they know that. Customers understand that. And the right customer will pay for the right repair. Yeah. 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 I, you know, guys, I'm, I'm seeing like a, a definitive line is between, I guess, what Paul Corden calls uh, cash on demand PDR, you know, the quickie, cheapy PDR and high, I don't know what you call it, like maybe factory spec PDR, which is what we're, we're offering uh, on these, with these programs. We call that, we call that PDR. PDR exactly, <laughs> but in, in my world, PDR is something different. Apparently, Look, you know? I, I think that's always going to be in every market. Like we have, we have Chewy in our market. We have three dollar fifty Dent Roman as well. So yeah, you know, right, yeah. But what and is I the think, common? What's the common denominator of that? Why? Why is it? And why? Because they believe that they're only worth three dollars and fifty cents. Well, do you think they believe that or do you think it's just like what you guys said before that they're afraid of loss, afraid of losing the opportunity? It's 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 the head thing. It's the head trash thing. Right. If you don't believe in yourself, it's the head trash. If you if you feel like you're going to lose something, is that really real life or is that something that you make it up and made a problem that you believe? Exactly. I mean, that, there's, there's a big difference between the two. I'm guilty. The, the, of it, man. the tech has to believe it. I can guarantee you that the $3.50 dent man around the corner here will never be able to sell a private customer a dent for $300 or $1,500 because he he does, he goes, oh, but I do stuff for $3.50 or, you know, $70 a car. 
how is he going to look at the customer in the eye with 100% confidence? I mean, they have to be Denzel Washington type actor to, to get that <laughs> okay, across. All right, all right. them believing that. Right. So, yeah. so, so Aaron, to our listeners, somebody who's listening to this show right now, watching, and they're struggling to get the prices that they want. And they don't know where to start. They don't have the branding that you have. They don't have the videos. They, they don't, they're just starting out. What, yep. what do you recommend? Where do they start? One thing, work your ass off because you are not going to get that expensive claim number, that, that pinnacle thing without starting at step number one, branding your company, um, setting up the company avatar where what market do you want do you want to be mr fix everything under the 500 dollars? that's fine if that's what you would like to do and it's easier and you go home you start at nine and you finish it too if that's what you're after I, i'm you know i take my hat off to those people you know i, I don't very rarely do i get home before five o'clock and very rarely do i leave home before seven o'clock uh, after seven o'clock but you have to understand where you want to be, whether it been in a year or in five years. Think of that right from the get-go because I understood that right from the get-go where I wanted what I wanted, I guess, financially for, for the rest of my life, um, what I wanted people to perceive my business as. Um, and I used to have people come up to me and they're like, oh, so you fix dents. Like, what? what like, you make enough money doing that? Is that have you got do you work a second job? And and I don't get that anymore because I've branded my company in the way that that this is the way I would like to go. And the funny thing is as well, Joe, is I've got a, a new tech that I'm training. Um, he's a window tinter. Shout out to Darren. He's an awesome tech for three months in already. Uh -huh. Um and he I can tell you right now. He, when a customer drives in there now, he's already looking at that dent, understanding how much that is and understands how much work goes into doing that and behind the scenes work from the, the business advertising, but actually the skill set to get that dent and get that customer out the door happy with a good quality repair. So he already understands the value of his service and he's three months in. And that's why I get frustrated when people are quoting stuff for $250 and I'm going, man, I'm a, I'm a pretty good tech. I'm not the super fastest tech, but I know that's going to, to get that right. I'm five hours into that. I'm not right. doing that. It's, you can't run a business on 40 or $50 an hour. Right. You know, right. You're not going to, you're not going to be around for the next 10 years. It, yeah. Especially mobile, you know, they, they're driving around everywhere and, and out here in California, man, Southern California, it's everything's, at least 30 minutes away because you're on the freeways. I just don't, it boggles my mind, but you know, I, I love what you're saying, Aaron. I'm, I'm actually excited right now. It's, it's really cool. Yeah. Cause Joe's thinking about getting a shop and, and you know, yeah, and I think, I think after, you know, if you listen to the podcast and I said, well, what do you think, Joe? I mean, is like, this, is this motivating you towards getting a step closer of getting a shop? And, and now you talk, now we were listening to Aaron and, and Aaron was look, Aaron, Aaron and I talk quite often, right? And Aaron was asking me, Mike, I, I'm I want to get a shop. I'm pretty scared. I don't know if I should get a shop and blah blah blah. And look what look at Aaron now. Oh, look at man. Aaron now. Yeah. 
Okay. It's it's not something to take on lightly. You know, you want to save up a fair bit of cash because this thing just eats money. Like it eats money. And I'm six figures into this thing already. Um, you know, signing a long-term lease is scary. What if it doesn't work out? You know, and you want to have all those ducks in a row before you even think about like this was like I was thinking about having a shop two years before I even came and saw you, Mike. Like I was a year into this thinking, I want to have a shop because this is where I want my business to be in 10 years' time. Um, and to do that, I need a four or five-year plan. So I, I was years of prepping myself and prepping my way I structured my business to get to a shop standard. If you're going to just go from mobile and pull the trigger and go straight to, to a shop, you you know, you probably, I'm not saying you will fail, but it's going to be a high probability that it's going to close very quickly because it does eat money. You have to have all your ducks in a row before you start this. Don't, don't think it's just going to, you open the doors and people walk straight in. Right. Those people that walk straight in are those people that have just had a smash down the side of their car and they don't want to put a $500 thing in and they can't even close two of their four, four doors. Yeah. Like, so yeah, I just that. realized I didn't even have my mic on. <laughs> I felt a bit put out, guys. So I kind of rigged something up. Like you guys have all got your fancy podcast. <laughs> I've got my like my get a grip here with nice my, my, <laughs> my Rexona bottle. Like <laughs> that's funny. you were you were gonna say something, Joe? No, no, man. I was I was just listening. I was busting up though. I like the microphone. <laughs> And you gave a lot of good information here, man. This is uh, this is this is very entertaining. I, you guys, what do you think that that that, what do you think the percentage of techs are actually really care about this podcast? Because a lot of guys want to do, they want to think about, you know, show me the dents, the smashed up stuff, and yada yada. I really feel like not a lot of people really pay too much attention to the real business aspects of it. I mean, like, like this, this, the stuff that's really going to make you survive for years and, and grow and, and help you retire or sell a business or, you know, create a system in your side, your business. But I mean, I'm just curious. I feel like there's not enough people paying attention. I just don't. I, I, reckon, I, I, I think probably less than 10%. And that, that was proven I, as you had as well, Mike, like, same thing, I invested a lot of money to come over to Mega Media event um, and to train with you. You know, that was a lot of money to invest in my business. Um, and I had other techs in my area bag me out and go, oh, he's wasting his money. What does he think he's doing? You know, that's that's their head trash. I, I know what it was like. But at the same time, I remember sitting at Mega Media event and Mike, you're sitting there going, guys, I'm looking at all you guys and I know that maybe this tiny little section of this room is actually going to do what we're telling you to do. And that came, you know, that's like 10% of you guys are actually going to do it. And that came back to exactly what you asked Joe just then, you know, a new tech getting into it, what are they going to do? You have to work your ass off, you know, be prepared to put in 15 hour days and not for three months, for four years. You know, you're going to have to do that. If you're not prepared to do that, you won't progress any further. You just won't. You know, you've got, there's so many different platforms to work on. I'm super lucky now. I've got my 
my wife's come part of the business now. One of our or both our children are at school. She's able to spend more time um, helping work on the business so I can work in the business. She's working more on the business and helping out on a lot of the social media stuff. Um, you know, it, it's hard. It is a long haul, but I like it and, and I have a passion for it. So it's easy. Yeah, you and you, you probably, I, I would say you're probably one of the, our best guests that we had this year. So, I mean, it's it, it's really, really an honor for you to come on here and share your insight about this and, and really be truthful. I, 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 I've seen you work in the back end. I've seen you and your wife work together. And you you have to, you, I don't think there's very many, there's there's a few, a few companies out there that I know, you know, publicly but you guys, you're definitely one of them. And I think you're honestly, you're probably one of the hardest working ones, definitely in Australia that I know of, dude. So it's not in the world, dude. You really can keep an eye on every, on this guy and his wife, dentless.com.au. Don't get confused with dentless with Ray, Christopher Ray, but this is dentless.com.au or check him out. Dentless Perth on Instagram, right? Is that, is that right, Aaron? Yeah. Hey, Joe, you just asked then about passion. Have a look at my logo. I love it, yeah. man. A passion for perfection. I love it, man. Is that the moon? What is that? Is that is, is that Venus? It's, it's a dent. <laughs> crushed. Uh, crushed. Let's crush. No, I know. I'm just joking with you, man. <laughs> Okay. Okay. No, that's it. You you got the evolution of of dent. I'm yeah. gonna steal that man for mine. Yeah. I do like the logo or the slogan, dude. The passion yeah. for when I, perfection. When I was looking at trying to do a, a slogan or a logo or whatever, I'd drawn all these lovely cars and I'm listening to Mike Toledo and he's going, Guys, stop using bloody cars. Everyone's got a freaking car. <laughs> so I I'm like I better change that before I come to Mega Media again. My brother-in-law is a web designer um, and does logos and, and he's a bit of an artist and he did that for us. And I love it. It's mine. It's totally mine. It's unique. Um, That's right. No one can yep. take that away. Represents you. That's, yep. Yeah. That's right. That is right. Well, I'm going to let you guys go. Um, Aaron, it's been a pleasure and, uh, and this has just been a great podcast. I mean, there's, this is another podcast. People have to replay again and, and listen again and, and, and dissect and, and, and do it again. FYI, I do re-listen. Joe and I re-listen to every podcast we do. And not just because we're in love with ourselves and and I know Joe is, but not me, but I make sure to watch it (laughs) on on a large screen. We we, want to get better at what we do. And, and, uh, and part of that is is having very good guests on and I, and I'm glad we're doing our homework, man. And and thank you again for coming on, Aaron. Yes. Mike, I think as well, just one other thing that I think techs should definitely do is communicate with other techs. They don't have to be your local tech around the corner. Um, you know, you can communicate with guys all around the world and they every all of these high-end guys that we all talk and see and are on your podcast and stuff, they're just normal people. And unfortunately, they're generally dent nerds like me and like you guys and can talk about this for hours. I have two guys, Kevin Ferguson, 
in New South Wales here in Australia and Adam up in Densby-Gorn in, in Darwin. And we always have almost roundtable discussions on how we can help each other, the, the problems that we've had in our businesses. And we're a phone call away. We always answer the phone to each other. And it really does help. So if you haven't got that, ask. You know, I'm open book. I'll help you. If I can, I'm, I don't know the answers to everything, but it really does help to bounce ideas off people all the time. I can pick up the phone and talk to Mike whenever I need him. Um, you know, I can message Don Kavanagh, John Scato. You know, there's some guys out there that are open to talking and helping you further your business. Don't be afraid to pick up the phone or send a message. Like, it'll help you in the long run and it will more than more than likely, it will help them as well. And they want to do it as well, but they didn't have the courage to do it. Yeah. 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 networking don't be afraid to network man it's it only helps you guys powers and numbers that's that's what i always said and and it's been a long everyone everyone should know that and uh, that's and that's just the way uh you should think we Um, all we all need to go up together you mm -hmm. can't just have this the whole industry needs to go up like this and that is a as a whole so if we're all on that same wavelength if we all listen to these podcasts and understand the value we can all bring our, you know, in the end, it is pricing and quality repairs. We can all bring that up together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. They do go hand in hand, don't they? Yeah. 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 All right, Aaron, I'll let you go. Be good. All right. And uh, and stay stay warm guys. over there. All right. Thank you, Aaron. See you, See you, See you guys. Bye. Man. Another good guest, huh? Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. It's exciting to hear, dude, because he's doing things all the right way. He came in at a time when, like like you said earlier, he didn't have all that head trash about one third of the cost of, of PD or of body shop. You know, he knows that dent removal should be X amount because of this and this. And he's presenting it. It's, that it's just goes awesome. to show you like it is head trash. Because it's like it's like Daniel Grom, like right. He he says that he has a receptionist. She doesn't know anything about PDR. He taught her how to give estimates. She's straight up. Oh, it's going to be six hundred, seven hundred. Would you like to make a claim? Blah blah blah. Right. Just nonchalant. There's nothing in the way of yeah. their thinking. She's just taught. This is the way it is. Let the customer know. Right. And he's making more money than he's ever made. I mean, I'm not going to, I mean, I'm saying he's making, you know, doing a lot better than yeah. him doing it himself. That makes sense because, you know, it's like a neutral party, you know, somebody who's not connected to, to it from that place, you know, like, you, you know, I don't know what happens with, or what happened with us so, so long ago, like we got quick at fixing a door ding. So, we thought, well, we're not taking that much time on it, so it shouldn't be that much, I guess. But you mentioned something early on in the in our conversation with Aaron, Mike, and that was basically that, uh, you know, the evolution of, of our technique and the technology and our pricing stayed behind. It, it didn't continue until, you know, of course, we all started listening to Paul, you know, a few years back. And... Uh, you know, I'm glad to see, and this is just natural progression as far as I'm concerned. Well, it's just like anything else, right? When you have a problem, what, how do you solve the problem? 
Well, you got to recognize it and admit the problem first before you can fix the problem. You can't fix a problem you don't know about or you don't think that it exists, right? So right. once you recognize the problem, well, you have a choice now. Either you want right. to stay being the problem or you want to be part of the solution. You want to be part of the problem or you want to be part of the solution. Yeah. Now that you recognize it, it's hard. It's kind of like, well, now I'm conscious about it. You know, this is, I'm running a business, right? I've got to actually grow every year. Yeah. Why, why am I treating it like something else? Like, that's right. Like a job. So, it's like yeah. you said a long time ago. Like, it's yeah. a, do you own a job, a business or do you own a job? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're treating it like, like you're not going to have the job anymore. Like you're, like you're, 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 you're supposed to move to a different career or something. But, right. It's like disrespecting yourself the whole time, but I mean, it's disrespecting once you understand, you really recognize and realize that, man, I am charging too low or being under underpriced myself, undervalued. Well, for but you I, and I, I, for you and I, that's the case, Mike. I mean, and I, I will argue that, and I don't know that any, I can't imagine people who take the time to listen this far into this show. I know, I think about it all the time. I, well, I can't imagine that that anybody who's listening or watching, you know, regularly w would uh, accept less or, or how do I say it? Like that mo that business model that Paul spoke about the last episode about in you know, the cash on demand uh, uh, business model. There's no harm in that. I mean, that's the majority of PDR uh, professionals. Right. And. It's safe to say they're not doing, they're not able to do what you do in your shop or what what Aaron's doing in his shop, you know, especially if it's an insurance claim. You know, it's got to be done right. The skills have to be there, the time has to be invested. And with without the right number attached to it, the number, the right price, you're not going to put that time in it. Nobody is going to. Right. And, and that's where I think the cash on demand business model fails. It's it's good for quick, easy dents where the customer's not that picky. And let's face it, there's there's a market for that. I mean, how many calls do you get every week, every day, even or text pictures, you know, saying how much? And like Aaron said, they're just putting everybody on blast. They're calling all the local dent guys and saying how much, how much, how much. And all they all they're looking for is for the lowest price. There's no turning that person around. I mean, we can try. It's it's wise to try. And and Aaron what he said in this in his in our conversation is that he's got a program for that he sends a video a link to the video that so concisely and quickly states the case this is what dentless perth is all about you see these three dings here's an example these three dings are going to each cost a different price because of this one's in here and this one's here on a brace this one's on sound deadening he just educated them in, in less than a minute right the cash on demand business model guy or or mr mediocre as uh aaron called him is not going to do that and there's no that's not that guy is not a bad person okay it's just that he's running a different ball game or a different show than we are and so i think the end at the end of the day our listeners have to decide what type of business model do they want to run if they're struggling to ask for pricing for the kind of prices that we're getting then they they have to take a long look at how they want to run this thing and and make the the changes uh accordingly i i i agree i mean it's 
listen, I, I was that Joe, you, I, I was living that I was that tech, you know what I mean? I was that tech for, for a while. And, um, once I, I don't, once you get past that thought process of, Hey, I am pretty good. I'm getting better. And going back to what you're saying, like pricing, if you price it well enough, all of a sudden the motivation goes up, the quality yes. goes up, the, the effort goes up. Yeah. Everything. It's amazing how everything gets better when you start charging for the value of your service. Yeah, man. Even you charge, when you charge low, right. There's more reasons for you to quit more reasons for you to give excuses, more yeah. reason to, to, to sit there and go, that can't be done. Yeah. It goes, think about it. It goes, it goes all against you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, oh, this isn't worth it. When you're allowing yourself to be commoditized, you're going to start to lose that pride or, or passion for what you're doing. It, it happens. I know. Cause it happened to me several times in my career and it sucked, yeah. man. It, you get burned out. I mean, the best times of my life, you know, have been when I was passionate about what I was doing and excited and kind of in a renaissance period growing, you know, that's where I'm at now. And, and a lot of that has to do with what I'm saying yes to and what I'm saying no to. I agree. I agree, Joe. This is, this has been another deep podcast again. So, um, by the way, guys, if you guys don't know, this goes on my YouTube channel and these videos, unfortunately, get the lowest views because they I can tell that these the, the, my my crowd or my general viewers on dent time on the channel is DIYers. Right. And they, they want the thing. But the people who do watch and watch this all through, I, I really think you're going to benefit the heck out of yourself because Joe and I's objective is for you for it to sustain in your head and and. Get in that head and go, you know, that Aaron, Mike, Paul, Joe really kind of made sense. You know, and that's, we can help a few people out there. We did our job and, uh, and just let us know what you think in the comments. Cause I don't think we, we, we get enough feedback enough to know what you guys are thinking. And even if it said great show, thumbs up, whatever, let us know. We appreciate that, man. But, uh, in fact, I should just put a little quick ticker right here. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And, so, and, you know, and by all means, uh, let it, let us know what your take is also like what you guys are doing. If you've listened this far into the show, then you're, you're a diehard and you know, you may have tricks that, that we haven't seen yet and we want to talk to you about it. We yeah. want to hear about it. And yeah. uh, we're open to that. I mean, honestly, like Mike, you're doing our, you've all, I've told you this already. We, you do our industry a, a huge service by ha having these, uh, episodes and, you know, putting them in a presentable, uh, format and bringing on awesome guests. Um, I have honestly, dude, I'm here to support you. And, but my benefit is I get to have these awesome conversations with you guys, you know, with, with world-class dudes from all over, you know, all over the world doing that what is, I want to do, man. And, and it's that, just, that, it absorbs, yeah. man. And, and I hope yeah. that it's the same for, for you who's listening or watching right now. I agree. Don't, uh, don't listen to Joe. It, it, it's his podcast with me as well. So yeah, anyways, <laughs> we, we got to roll. Thank you guys for, for listening. Don't, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can watch, you can listen and watch on the Apple podcast, Podbean, go to denttimepdr.com. You can watch it there. And uh, yeah, I think there's some other platforms. So yeah, so there you go. All right. 
Joe, we're out, man. Yeah, this is a Friday too for us here and that we're recording. You have Friday. a good weekend, my boy. All right. Oh, man. All right. All right. Oh, you got a boy, my man. <laughs> <laughs> See All you right, guys. Bro. Take care. Later.